0: hello everyone it's natalie i and elisa and you're listening to borders cancelled happy new year happy awesome. new year <laughs> yeah happy new year from all of us
1: and what would be a better way to start the year than to listen to one of our episodes
0: exactly <laughs> can, can you believe that 2022 is already here mm, on one hand yes like I'm happy that it's here
1: on the other hand I'm kind of curious if things will get better what will happen yeah
2: I guess I I lost my enjoy about life because <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I know, it should be a positive episode I know but like it doesn't matter you know when we when we were child we we were thinking like ah, uh, okay this year I will just read like 20 books blah 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 I will watch I don't know 100 movies mm-hmm. I stop waiting for new years if I wanna start reading just a book I don't know 20 books I'm starting that day I'm not waiting for a new year decided to don't wait for new years just start
1: now yeah it puts a lot of pressure on you if you try Mm. to to make things just because it's a new year and you need to be on time and we all
0: know not everyone can be so punctual (laughs) so yeah right and usually these new year's resolutions i'm not sure how many people actually follow those resolutions in the end but Whatever. Yeah. (laughs) So basically today we're going to try something new. And so we decided to talk about the good things that happened during the past year. So we think that all of us know how hard this
1: last year has been for all of us. But on this episode, let's focus on the progress that has been made in this year.
0: There have been quite a lot of positive news in 2021, and I would like to start with health. In November 2021, HIV jobs were approved for use in Britain. Mm. So basically, according to the National Institute for Health and Care Excellence, the, this injectable treatment is very effective in, uh, at maintaining a low viral load uh, in clinical trials. But to make us all understand better, why is this even important? Or how is this treatment changing the lives of people with HIV? As you know, uh, people with HIV had to take pills every day, but with this treatment, people living with HIV in Britain will no longer need to do that. And they can just get their shot every two months. Which I think is very cool. I mean, even
1: thinking about taking medicine every day, it already puts a lot of stress and pressure on you, I guess. So if you can switch it to once every two
0: months, I think it's a game changer. Taking pills every day can be like a burden on a physical, emotional, and a social level uh, for many people. So I think this treatment is a huge step forward.
2: When you take pills, like you feel more sk- sick, no one likes to take pills and doing it every day is really so hard. I'm happy for them. I'm happy to hear
0: that. Two
2: months, it's big difference.
0: And uh, just as a little reminder, because a lot of people um, confused the two terms, HIV and AIDS, HIV is a virus that may cause an infection, and AIDS is a condition. So basically contracting HIV can lead to the development of AIDS. I didn't know about that. Funny enough, the news that I
1: have researched also has something to do with HIV, but mine are a little bit more related to the prevention of um, yeah, getting the virus or developing AIDS. So basically as we maybe all know, hundreds of thousands of people still die from AIDS-related illnesses each year because basically their immune system is not working. And if it, there will be some kind of option to prevent even catching the virus, which can be transferred by, by blood or like basically when having sex or when using, yeah, un. Clean uh, needles for drugs, or even in hospitals, it can be transmitted. Um, so, what happened in two thousand twenty-one is that in clinical trials, they had yeah a development of a HIV vaccine that showed a ninety-seven percent response rate. And um, this response rate means that ninety-seven percent of the people who received this vaccine candidate produced the desired response. Of course, there's not yet so much information about any side effects and if the desired response is enough to prevent the person completely from getting HIV. But I think this also shows us how far science and this kind of research has come that you can already um, produce vaccines that basically produce one very specific response. And the interesting thing is, is that like for the coronavirus, um, HIV uses protein spikes. So those um, spike proteins that we have heard about like in the past year, I think all the time. And yeah, they use them to attach and to enter the host cells. And if I understood it correctly, what the vaccine should produce is uh, neutralizing antibodies, which uh Yeah, don't allow those HIV spikes to uh, enter a host cell, for example, or to spread further.
0: That's interesting. Thank you, science. (laughs) (laughs) True. So,
1: I mean, if we take your news and my news together, I feel like it's already a huge progress with this illness. And it's nice to see that with many illnesses, we have possibilities to eliminate them or cope with them. There are more and more options to eliminate them from our lives. And some news that go hand in hand with that are the ones that China has eliminated malaria in their country. So malaria is an infectious disease that kills many, many people each year. But because China has researched treatment options for a long, long time and really put a lot of resources into that, And reduced mosquito breeding grounds and distributed anti-malarial resources for the people to get informed about the dangers and everything like that. Um, But as well, some insecticide-treated nets, so the insects that spread malaria wouldn't even enter houses or something like this. And actually, they are the first country um, in the VHO Western Pacific region. So... um, for them, it's probably very good also for their image to be the first country. So compared, for example, to the past century, just for you to, um, to be able to see how much of a difference it actually made. For example, in the 1940s, they have been um, each year 30 million cases of malaria in China each year. And so, yeah, beginning from the 1950s, there were more and more medicine, more and more risk prevention, insecticide spraying, yeah, m- more and more and more. And um, they developed some kind of strategy that's called 137 strategy, which I think is very interesting. So the one means that you have a one-day deadline for health facilities to report a malaria diagnosis if they made one, then the three means by the end of day three health authorities are required to confirm a case and determine the risk of spread and the seven means that within seven days appropriate measures must be taken to prevent further spread of the disease that's how they basically went (laughs) in the past years and now they are malaria free basically so by the end of um, 1990 even for example um, the deaths of malaria were reduced by 95% and it were only 100,000 people who had malaria per year instead of 30 million. That's quite a difference.
0: I think this is crazy considering that China is so huge, the population is so huge, and it's very difficult to yeah, manage all these people in this big country. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think it's a really great progress. What about you, Ekin? What kind of positive news did you find? I mean, for Turkey, I found that the Paris Agreement was approved
2: by Turkey. (laughs) Maybe you don't know about the Paris Agreement. I will try to explain. (laughs) Well, it's about climate change to, like, make it not stop, but make it uh, slower and, you know... Uh, to help environment to get better. I think it's important because I'm very shocked that Turkey accepted it. And because our people is it's not aware of climate change or even basic human or animal rights, I'm really happy that we accepted it, at least. And maybe we we will start doing better things for our world?
0: Well, it's better late than never. You can see that something is changing in Turkey and that's what matters, I think. Maybe by taking small steps at some point they will
1: realize the steps are working. So yeah it will be more motivating to actually take actions.
0: Right, and we hope that more and more countries will um, join this agreement. I'm going I want to talk about the education in El Salvador. El Salvador wants to be the world's first country with 100% of its students digitally connected, and that's a very big change for El Salvador considering that uh, this country has suffered from uh, the lack of access to technological resources. For example, in 2017, about 34% of the country's population accessed the internet, which is a very low percentage. For someone maybe who live in Europe, for us, hearing, hearing that is uh, sounds crazy, right? Yep. And uh, the pandemic made uh, this situation even harder because many students, as I said, don't have access to the internet connection so they were not able to attend online classes mm-hmm. so what's going to happen is that through this the agreement with google for education el salvador obtained 1.3 million licenses for students and teachers in the public sector um, of the country there will be new tools and uh, trainings and management of Google classrooms. And all these things will help the students attend online classes and be digitally connected in general. I suppose that many people want to get educated, right? But if you don't
1: have the access or you don't even know where you can get educated, then yeah, you you cannot do anything about it. Like you don't even see a perspective and that really gives the people some perspectives for the future i suppose so it's a very nice development exactly i found
2: that this is big news because it went viral maybe you heard about it too i don't know turkey's national women's volleyball team finished third in europe
0: really congress <laughs> yeah. yes
2: it went viral because in turkey Women who wears really small shorts are getting attention. Uh, good, bad, I don't know. Just attention uh, because people think that they can't wear or people think that they shouldn't play volleyball because they're a woman. So it was a really big success for women in Turkey. I'm really proud, not because they finished third in Europe, just because they showed women can do anything.
0: I liked how you said it like they want to show that women can do anything. I think that's true. If we want to, we can do anything, yeah. And I uh, you know playing volleyball
2: or basketball or doing something, just something, anything. It's not about being woman or men. Like if you can do that, you can do that. It's not about our gender. Like it's yeah. really so basic. I don't know why people
1: can't understand it. Yeah, it's very nicely said. Also, I think for many young girls or young people in general, it's very motivating to see that you you can succeed. And like, if the others can do it, why shouldn't I be able to do it? Right. So yeah, I think it's it's also a good example for the younger generation. Yes. Yeah. While we speak about women and what women can do. There were some news from England and Wales. Unfortunately, they start very tragic. So there has been a tragic murder of the woman Sarah Everard, um, who was 33 years old and was murdered in London. This led to a very big shock wave and many protests and many initiatives uh, to... Yeah... um, to start paying attention on um, sexual crime or even to record a crime when it's motivated by hostility based on the gender. So that would make misogyny a hate crime. Acting aggressively or harming someone because they are a woman, um, yeah, would be regarded as a special part of hate crime. And they even uh, put it in their kind kind of established law, right? And um, even though, of course, those are very sad news on one hand, and it's even a much sadder news that such things as uh, hate crimes happen so often and hate crimes based on gender happen way too often. But however, I feel like it's also a good development to see that such crimes are recognized. You know, like people don't close their eyes and say like, no, such things do not exist but that people talk about it. They talk about misogyny. They talk about hate crimes against women. Basically, almost all women, let's say between like 18 and I don't know, like 24 years, I think it said in the statistic, have experienced some kind of sexual harassment. So I feel like it is really time to, to see that gender is, apparently a thing that can be motivating for hate crimes, and you need to protect those people who are in danger. Unfortunately, a few weeks ago, the law commission in England said that they will not include misogyny as a hate crime in the constitution or in the law but however all the protests all the initiatives they are going on and at least for um, a couple of months and I hope that they are also planning to continue that um, basically the police across England and Wales has to officially record all crimes that they judge to have been motivated by hostility based on gender they have to record it, they have to specifically put attention to it, and I feel that's very important.
0: On the one hand, I'm sad that this law didn't go through, but at least they tried, and that's very important. It means that more and more people are interested in making it like this world <laughs> a better place for women. Yeah, that's also the way I see it. I think, on one hand, of course, it's sad that
1: the government didn't yeah, agree in the end to record it as a hate crime. But at the same time, I mean it matters more what the society thinks. I feel like, you know, those people in society who maybe now will question their behavior or will question the behavior of other people that they know. I think that matters way more than fact that the law commission said that they will not put it into the yeah, the the law kind of thing.
0: There is still a lot of work to be done all over the world. Women are still very vulnerable. Let's hope for the best. And I think we have already
1: said it in one of our previous episodes, like the Me Too episode, that the education about this topic is like a key factor to reduce those kind of hate crimes. And let's hope that people are motivated and open to get educated about this
0: topic. Exactly. I agree. And last but not least, now we're moving to the arts. The Irish Minister for Culture and Arts, Catherine Martin, has indicated that a basic income guarantee scheme for artists and art workers is to be piloted in 2022. Because, you know, the arts sector in Ireland, but in most of the world, I suppose, is one of those that have been hit the hardest by the COVID-19 pandemic. And this development will help art workers a lot. This scheme project aims to provide a basic income guarantee to artists to focus on their creative practice without having to enter into employment in other sectors to sustain themselves. So this project will help the artists in this yeah and it will stimulate the art sector's recovery post-pandemic
1: i feel like all of us are basically consuming art every day you know be it in the form of like videos music whatever we look on something at the internet we all consume art but we don't really appreciate it enough because especially for us during the pandemic it was very good to have so much art around us, you know, so we always had like entertainment and stuff like that. But for those people who do the entertainment, it was a very hard time because they couldn't rely on anyone who would like help them or anything. And yeah, like oftentimes they're not employed at a company, but they do everything at their own risk. Yeah, it's a high risk always to be an artist. And it's nice to see that they are planning to do something like basic income because those people are doing an important job for the society. And yeah, that needs to kind of be secured and appreciated so they don't feel lost or don't feel um, left alone
0: with their problems. We have an upcoming artist, right? Akin, she will become an actress soon. (laughs) So, So I'm sure you think this is a very good development.
2: I'm happy. I'm happy for them. And if I will become one, then it will be a good thing for me. (laughs) Okay, girls, we've been talking about, you know, the news about the world. But I think the most important part is the news about us, ourselves, right? So we have to talk about uh, that.
0: Right. What positive things happen to us? In 2021 well recently i discovered that i'm trying
2: so hard to be a good person for people who don't want me or who don't want to be a good person like i'm trying for them i'm given chances i'm given everything i can give and i i said to myself that i, I will not do that anymore because If that friend is making a mistake again and again, I will just let it be. I don't have to push it for them. They have to push. They have to just take responsibility for themselves. Like, I don't want to do that anymore. I only have this responsibility for my
1: own actions. I feel like that's going to do great things for your mental health like yeah definitely sometimes (laughs) caring less is really the key and i i will stop
2: i think these two things are together if someone did a bad thing i should say it if someone is homophobic i should say that it's homophobic you know like you are being homophobic and i'm saying like oh but she doesn't mean that oh but he doesn't want you to do that like Well, stop. If he is or she is homophobic, then they are. Like, stop making excuses for them. If that person is an idiot, like, you can't change it. Only they can change it. And I believe that saying that you're so stupid or this person is really so stupid is a bad thing. But then I understood that if they're behaving like a stupid person, Like, you just say it. It's not your responsibility. You just see and say what you saw. It's not about you. It's about them, how they behave. Like, you can say if a person is a stupid. You can say it. You have this right (laughs) to say someone that they are stupid. So this was my just one positive thing because I have so many... (laughs) Positive things in this year, uh, but what about you, Elisa? Like, I want to know what's new, what's positive thing in this year for you.
0: I think that twenty twenty one has been kind of neutral, most of it. I mean, but the coolest thing that happened to me was, I guess, my internship. Uh, it was my first time doing an internship, and it was at a news agency. So it was, you know, very journalistic. Since I studied journalism, I found it very interesting and I learned a lot of things. I met other journalists. They gave me advice. And I really appreciate all this uh, experience. I hope that I can do a similar experience soon, I guess. (laughs) That sounds very exciting. And it sounds as if, like you
1: made a lot of progress and you're um, still on your way to figure out what, what you want to do like in the future. But those are like very important steps to try
0: things out. What about you, Natalie? Any positive thing that happened to you in 2021? I feel like there were quite
1: a couple of nice things, but I think something that really gave me a lot of energy or I don't know positive feelings was going out more like going for a hike or going I don't know somewhere like in nature it really I think did good things to my mental health yeah and I feel like one of the nice things was um, going on like a small vacation so for example I went into the mountains with (laughs) two of my friends and we had a very very nice time and I feel like It was exactly what I needed at this point and it was such a nice journey. And then also I had a very nice summer vacation also at the south of Germany with my boyfriend. And it was also just like a very, very good thing to kind of relax or kind of not to be at your computer in your flat all the time. Yeah, I feel like those were like very nice things that happened to me. So we hope that you enjoyed this
2: episode in 2021 and we wish there is going to be lots
1: of positivity for everyone this year. Except for maybe your coronavirus tests, of course.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to reach out to us, you can do so on Instagram at Pod or at our email at borderscounciled at gmail.com. Thank you very much for listening, guys. Thank you. Thank you.